0: you, quickly, at the varga, of liberation, Varmani, on the path, sretta, firm faith, Radha attraction, Bhakti devotion, anachromiciety, will follow in order. Translation. In the association of pure devotees, discussion of the pastimes and activities of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is very pleasing and satisfying to the ear and the heart. By cultivating such knowledge one gradually becomes advanced on the path of liberation, and thereafter he is freed, and his attraction becomes fixed. Then real devotion and devotional service begin. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 25-26 The process of advancing in Krishna consciousness and devotional service is described here. The first point is that one must seek the association of persons who are Krishna-conscious and who engage in devotional service. Without such association one cannot make advancement. Simply by theoretical knowledge or study one cannot make any appreciable advancement. One must give up the association of materialistic persons and seek the association of devotees, because without the association of devotees one cannot understand the activities of the Lord. Generally, People are convinced of the impersonal feature of the Absolute Truth. Because they do not associate with devotees, they cannot understand that the Absolute Truth can be a person and have personal activities. This is a very difficult subject matter, and unless one has personal understanding of the Absolute Truth, there is no meaning to devotion. Service or devotion cannot be offered to anything impersonal. Service must be offered to a person. Non-devotees cannot appreciate Krishna consciousness by reading the Srimad Bhagavatam or any other Vedic literature wherein the activities of the Lord are described. They think that these activities are fictional manufactured stories, because spiritual life is not explained to them in the proper mood. To understand the personal activities of the Lord, one has to seek the association of devotees, and by such association, When one contemplates and tries to understand the transcendental activities of the Lord, the path to liberation is open, and he is freed. One who has firm faith in the Supreme Personality of Godhead becomes fixed, and his attraction for association with the Lord and the devotees increases. Association with devotees means association with the Lord. The devotee who makes this association develops the consciousness for rendering service to the Lord, and then, being situated in the transcendental position of devotional service, he gradually becomes perfect. SB 3.25.26. Text 26. Text. Bhaktaya pluman jata viriga aindriya drastas rudin madrakanana sinta yasit as ayayat o grabhain yoba yat toyatis ayayat rajabir Word for word meanings. Bhaktaya, by devotional service. Puman, a person, Jadaviraga, having developed distaste, Andriyat, for sense gratification, Drastat, seen, in this world, Srudat, heard, in the next world, matrikana, my activities of creation and so on, and Sintaya, by constantly thinking about, Satasaya, of the mind, Yadah, engaged, Grahain, in the control, Yobayaka. Situated in devotional service 8, will endeavor Rajabhi, easy Yoga Marge, by the processes of mystic power. Translation. Thus consciously engaged in devotional service in the association of devotees, a person gains distaste for sense gratification, both in this world and in the next, by constantly thinking about the activities of the Lord. This process of Krishna consciousness is the easiest process of mystic power, when one is actually situated on that path of devotional service, he is able to control the mind. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verses 25 to 26. In all scriptures people are encouraged to act in a pious way, so that they can enjoy sense gratification not only in this life but also in the next. For example, one is promised promotion to the heavenly kingdom of higher planets by pious fruitive activities. But a devotee in the association of devotees prefers to contemplate the activities of the Lord, how he has created this universe, how he is maintaining it, how the creation dissolves, and how in the spiritual kingdom the Lord's pastimes are going on. There are full literatures describing these activities of the Lord, especially Bhagavad Gita, Brahma Samhita and Srimad Bhagavatam. The sincere devotee who associates with devotees gets the opportunity to hear and contemplate this subject of the pastimes of the Lord, and the result is that he feels distaste for so-called happiness in this or that world, in heaven or on other planets. The devotees are simply interested in being transferred to the personal association of the Lord, they have no more attraction for temporary so-called happiness. That is the position of one who is Yogayatta. One who is fixed in mystic power is not disturbed by the allurement of this world or that world, he is interested in the matters of spiritual understanding or the spiritual situation. This sublime situation is very easily attained by the easiest process, bhakti yoga. Rajabhir Yoga Marga. A very suitable word used here is Rajabhya, or very easy. There are different processes of yoga marga attaining yoga perfection, but this process, devotional service to the Lord, is the easiest. Not only is it the easiest process, but the result is sublime. Everyone, therefore, should try to take this process of Krishna consciousness and reach the highest perfection of life. SB 3.25.27. Text 27. Text. Savaiyam Prakratar gunanam Jnanina Virajaya Vidramhitina Yajina May Arpitaya Kabaktaya Man Pratya Gatmanam I have Word for word meanings. A by not engaging in the service, am, this person, Prakrata gunanam, of the modes of material nature, Jnanina, by knowledge, virajaya, with renunciation, Vidramyatina, developed, Yajina, by practicing yoga, may, unto me, are fixed and, Bhaktiya with devotion, ma'am, unto me, Praetiac the Absolute Truth, Iha. In this very life, Adorun, one attains. Translation. Thus by not engaging in the service of the modes of material nature but by developing Krishna consciousness, knowledge and renunciation, and by practicing yoga, in which the mind is always fixed in devotional service unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one achieves my association in this very life, for I am the Supreme Personality, the Absolute Truth. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 27 When one engages in devotional service to the Lord in the nine different kinds of Bhakti Yoga, as enunciated in authoritative scriptures, such as hearing, sravanam, chanting, kurdanam, remembering, offering worship, praying and offering personal service, either in one of them, or two or three or all of them, he naturally has no opportunity to engage in the service of the three modes of material nature. Unless one has good engagements in spiritual service, it is not possible to get out of the attachment to material service. Those who are not devotees, therefore, are interested in so-called humanitarian or philanthropic work, such as opening a hospital or charitable institution. These are undoubtedly good works in the sense that they are pious activities, and their result is that the performer may get some opportunities for sense gratification, either in this life or in the next devotional service, however, is beyond the boundary of sense gratification. It is completely spiritual activity. When one engages in the spiritual activities of devotional service, naturally he does not get any opportunity to engage in sense gratificatory activities. Krishna conscious activities are performed not blindly but with perfect understanding of knowledge and renunciation. This kind of yoga practice, in which the mind is always fixed upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead in devotion, results in liberation in this very life. The person who performs such acts gets in touch with the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Catania, therefore, approved the process of hearing from realized devotees about the pastimes of the Lord. It does not matter to what category of this world the audience belongs. If one meekly and submissively hears about the activities of the Lord from a realized soul, he will be able to conquer the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is unconquerable by any other process. Hearing or associating with devotees is the most important function for self-realization. SB 3.25.28 Text 28 Text Word for word meanings. Devahuti Huvaka, said, Kasat, what, they unto you, usata. Proper, back to devotional service, kedrasi, what kind, mama, by me, gokara, fit to be practiced, yea by which, padam, feet, tet, your, nirvanam, liberation, jisa, immediately, and vasnavay, shall attain, atom, I. Translation. On hearing this statement of the Lord, Devahuti inquired, What kind of devotional service is worth developing and practicing to help me easily and immediately attain the service of your lotus feet? PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 28. It is stated in Bhagavad Gita that no one is barred from rendering service to the Lord. Whether one is a woman or a laborer or a merchant, if he engages himself in the devotional service of the Lord he is promoted to the highest perfectional state and goes back home, back to Godhead. The devotional service most suitable for different types of devotees is determined and fixed by the mercy of the spiritual master. SB 3.25.29 Text 29 Text Yo Yago Bhagavad Bano Nirvan Atman Sveadita Kapi Kangani Yadis Word-for-word meanings. Yah, which, Yaga, Mystic Yoga Process, Bhagavad Bana, aiming at the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Nirvana Atman, O Embodiment of Nirvana, Tveya by you, Yudita, explained, Kedrasa, of what nature, Kapi, how many, Ka, and, and many, branches, Yaga, by which, tadva of the Truth, Avabhatanam, understanding. Translation. The mystic yoga system, as you have explained, aims at the Supreme Personality of Godhead and is meant for completely ending material existence. Please let me know the nature of that yoga system. How many ways are there by which one can understand in truth that Sublime Yoga? PURPORT. Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 29. There are different kinds of mystic yoga systems aiming for different phases of the Absolute Truth. The Jnana Yoga system aims at the impersonal Brahman effulgence, and the Hatha Yoga system aims at the localized personal aspect, the Paramatma feature of the Absolute Truth, whereas Bhakti Yoga, or devotional service, which is executed in nine different ways, headed by hearing and chanting, aims at complete realization of the Supreme Lord. There are different methods of self-realization. But here Devahuti especially refers to the Bhakti Yoga system, which has already been primarily explained by the Lord. The different parts of the Bhakti Yoga system are hearing, chanting, remembering, offering prayers, worshipping the Lord in the temple, accepting service to Him, carrying out His orders, making friendship with Him and ultimately surrendering everything for the service of the Lord. The word Nirvanatman is very significant in this verse. Unless one accepts the process of devotional service, one cannot end the continuation of material existence. As far as Jnanas are concerned, they are interested in Jnana Yoga, but even if one elevates oneself, after a great performance of austerity, to the Brahman effulgence, there is a chance of falling down again to the material world. Therefore, Jnana Yoga does not actually end material existence. Similarly, regarding the Hatha Yoga system, which aims at the localized aspect of the Lord, Paramatma, it has been experienced that many Yogis, such as Visvamitra, fall down. But back to yogis, once approaching the supreme personality of Godhead, never come back to this material world, as it is confirmed in the Bhagavad Gita. Yadgap Venanavertent, left square bracket BG, 15.6 right square bracket upon going, one never comes back. Puner janmanadi left square bracket BG, 4.9 right square bracket after giving up this body, he never comes back again to accept a material body. Nirvana does not finish the existence of the soul. The soul is ever existing. Therefore nirvana means to end one's material existence, and to end material existence means to go back home, back to Godhead. Sometimes it is asked how the living entity falls down from the spiritual world to the material world. Here is the answer. Unless one is elevated to the vacant planets, directly in touch with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, he is prone to fall down, either from the impersonal Brahman realization or from an ecstatic trance of meditation. Another word in this verse, Bhagavad-Banah, is very significant. Banah means arrow. The Bhakti Yoga system is just like an arrow aiming up to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Bhakti Yoga system never urges one towards the impersonal Brahman effulgence or to the point of Paramatma realization. This bana or arrow, is so sharp and swift that it goes directly to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, penetrating the regions of impersonal Brahman and localized Paramatma. SB 3.25.30 Text 30 Text Word for word meanings: tad it that same me to me vaganidly please explain yatha so that atom I Manda slow dih, whose intelligence hair, oh my lord Suck him, easily but yeah, may understand the bottom very difficult to understand yosa a woman mavadnagrahut by your grace translation my dear son Kapila after all I am a woman. It is very difficult for me to understand the absolute truth because my intelligence is not very great. But if you will kindly explain it to me, even though I am not very intelligent, I can understand it and thereby feel transcendental happiness. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 30 Knowledge of the absolute truth is not very easily understood by ordinary, less intelligent men. But if the spiritual master is kind enough to the disciple, however unintelligent the disciple may be, then by the divine grace of the spiritual master, everything is revealed. Visvanatha Thakura therefore says, "Yasaya prasiddh by the mercy of the spiritual master, the mercy of the supreme personality of Godhead, Bhagavad Prasiddha, is revealed." Devahuti requested her great son to be merciful towards her, because she was a less intelligent woman and also his mother. By the grace of Kapaladeva it was quite possible for her to understand the absolute truth, even though the subject matter is very difficult for ordinary persons, especially women. SB 3.25.31 Text 31. Text. Maitreya Yuvaka Vididvartham Kapilo Matar Ittham Javis Niho Matratan Vabhijitahat Vam Nayam Yat Pravadanti Sankhyam Pravaka Vaibhaktis Vitana Yadam. Word for word meanings. Maitreya Yuvaka, Maitreya said, Vididva, having known, Artham. Purpose, Kapila, Lord Kapila, Madha, of his mother, Ittham, thus, Jadasnadha, became compassionate, Yatra, upon her, Tanva, from her body, and Vijita, born, Tadva Amnayam, truths received by disciplic succession, Yat, which, Pravadanti, they call, Sankhyaam. Sankhya philosophy, Pravaka, he described, they, in fact, Bhakti, devotional service, Vitana, spreading, Yadam, mystic yoga. Translation Shri Matriya said, after hearing the statement of his mother, Kapila could understand her purpose, and he became compassionate towards her because of being born of her body. He described the Sankhaya system of philosophy, which is a combination of devotional service and mystic realization, as received by Disciplic Succession. SB 3.25.42 Text 32 Text. Sri Bhagavan Yuvaka Divanam Gunalinganam Anasravaka Karmanam Sabhavakamanazovratisvabhavaki to Yahanamigabhagavati back to Sidhargariyasi. Word for word meanings. Sri Bhagavan Yuvaka, the Supreme Personality of Godhead said, Divanam, of the senses or of the presiding deities of the senses, Gunalinganam, which detects sense objects, Anasravika, according to scripture, Karmanam. Which work, sab, unto the mind or unto the Lord, Eva, only, of a man of undivided divided mind, Vruptih, inclination, natural, to, in fact, Ya yeah, which, an without motive, bagavity, to the personality of Godhead, back to devotional service, sinhe, then salvation, Garyasi, better. Translation. Lord Kapila said. The senses are symbolic representations of the demigods, and their natural inclination is to work under the direction of the Vedic injunctions. As the senses are representatives of the demigods, so the mind is the representative of the supreme personality of Godhead. The mind's natural duty is to serve. When that service spirit is engaged in devotional service to the personality of Godhead, without any motive, that is far better even than salvation. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 32. The senses of the living entity are always engaged in some occupation, either in activities prescribed in the injunctions of the Vedas or in material activities. The natural inclination of the senses is to work for something, and the mind is the center of the senses. The mind is actually the leader of the senses, therefore it is called sattva. Similarly, the leader of all the demigods who are engaged in the activities of this material world, the sun god, moon god, Indra and others, is the supreme personality of Godhead. It is stated in the Vedic literature that the demigods are different limbs of the universal body of the supreme personality of Godhead. Our senses are also controlled by different demigods, our senses are representations of various demigods, and the mind is the representation of the supreme personality of Godhead. The senses, led by the mind, act under the influence of the demigods. When the service is ultimately aimed at the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the senses are in their natural position. The Lord is called Hrsakisa, for He is actually the proprietor and ultimate master of the senses. The senses and the mind are naturally inclined to work, but when they are materially contaminated they work for some material benefit or for the service of the demigods, although actually they are meant to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The senses are called Hrsika, and the Supreme Personality of Godhead is called Hrsikisa. Indirectly, all the senses are naturally inclined to serve the Supreme Lord. That is called Bhakti. Deva said that when the senses, without desire for material profit or other selfish motives, are engaged in the service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, one is situated in devotional service. That spirit of service is far better than Siddhi, salvation. Bhakti, the inclination to serve the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is in a transcendental position far better than bhakti, or liberation. Thus bhakti is the stage after liberation. Unless one is liberated one cannot engage the senses in the service of the Lord. When the senses are engaged either in material activities of sense gratification or in the activities of the Vedic injunctions, there is some motive, but when the same senses are engaged in the service of the Lord and there is no motive, that is called animiga, and is the natural inclination of the mind. The conclusion is that when the mind, without being deviated either by Vedic injunctions or by material activities, is fully engaged in Krishna consciousness, or devotional service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, it is far better than the most aspired, for liberation from material entanglement. SB 3.25.33 Text 33 Text Jireyati Asuyakasam Najirna Manalo Yatha Word for Word Meanings Jireeti dissolves as you quickly, yath which kosam the subtle body, majjernam things eaten and la, fire yatha as translation bhakti devotional service dissolves the subtle body of the living entity without separate effort, just as fire in the stomach digests all that we eat. Purport teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse thirty-three. Bhakti is in a far higher position than bhakti, because a person's endeavor to get liberation from the material engagement is automatically served in devotional service. The example is given here that the fire in the stomach can digest whatever we eat. If the digestive power is sufficient, then whatever we can eat will be digested by the fire in the stomach. Similarly, a devotee does not have to try separately to attain liberation. That very service to the Supreme Personality of Godhead is the process of his liberation, because to engage oneself in the service of the Lord is to liberate oneself from material entanglement. Sri Balva Mangala Fakira explained this position very nicely. He said, If I have unflinching devotion unto the lotus feet of the Supreme Lord, then Bhakti, or liberation, serves me as my maidservant. Bhakti, the maidservant, is always ready to do whatever I ask. For a devotee, liberation is no problem at all. Liberation takes place without separate endeavor. Bhakti, therefore, is far better than bhakti or the impersonalist position. The impersonalists undergo severe penances and austerities to attain bhakti, but the bhakta, simply by engaging himself in the bhakti process, especially in chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare slash Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, hair Hare, immediately develops control over the tongue by engaging it in chanting, and accepting the remnants of foodstuff offered to the Personality of Godhead. As soon as the tongue is controlled, naturally all other senses are controlled automatically. Sense control is the perfection of the Yoga Principle, and one's liberation begins immediately as soon as he engages himself in the service of the Lord. It is confirmed by Kapala Deva that Bhakti, or devotional service, is Garyasi, more glorious than Sinhi, liberation. SB 3.25.34. Text 34. Text. Nay mama parosani. Word for-word meanings. mat Na- never, eka admatam, merging into oneness, me, my, sprayanti, they desire. Pasit, any madpadasiva, the service of my lotus feet, adhirita, engaged in, matita, endeavoring to attain me, ye, those who, anyata, mutually, bhagavata, pure devotees, prasajaya, assembling, Sabhajant, glorify, mama, my, parosani, glorious activities. Translation A pure devotee, who is attached to the activities of devotional service and who always engages in the service of my lotus feet, never desires to become one with me. Such a devotee, who is unflinchingly engaged, always glorifies my pastimes and activities. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 34 There are five kinds of liberation stated in the scriptures. One is to become one with the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or to forsake one's individuality and merge into the Supreme Spirit. This is called ekadmadam. A devotee never accepts this kind of liberation. The other four liberations are, to be promoted to the same planet as God, Vakantha, to associate personally with the Supreme Lord, to achieve the same opulence as the Lord and to attain the same bodily features as the Supreme Lord. A pure devotee, as will be explained by Kapila Muni, does not aspire for any of the five liberations. He especially despises as hellish the idea of becoming one with the supreme personality of Godhead. Sri Prabhatananda Sirasvati, a great devotee of Lord Ketanaya, said, Kabelam Ke The happiness of becoming one with the supreme Lord, which is aspired for by the mayavadas, is considered hellish. That oneness is not for pure devotees. There are many so-called devotees who think that in the conditioned state we may worship the personality of Godhead but that ultimately there is no personality. They say that, since the absolute truth is impersonal, one can imagine a personal form of the impersonal absolute truth for the time being, but as soon as one becomes liberated the worship stops. That is the theory put forward by the Mayavada philosophy. Actually the impersonalists do not merge into the existence of the Supreme Person but into his personal bodily luster, which is called the Brahmagyatr. Although that Brahmagyatr is not different from his personal body, that sort of oneness, merging into the bodily luster of the Personality of Godhead, is not accepted by a pure devotee, because the devotees engage in greater pleasure than the so-called pleasure of merging into his existence. The greatest pleasure is to serve the Lord devotees are always thinking about how to serve Him, they are always designing ways and means to serve the Supreme Lord, even in the midst of the greatest obstacles of material existence. The mayavadis accept the description of the pastimes of the Lord as stories, but actually they are not stories, they are historical facts. Pure devotees accept the narrations of the pastimes of the Lord not as stories but as absolute truth. The words Mama parosani are significant. Devotees are very much attached to glorifying the activities of the Lord, whereas the Maavadis cannot even think of these activities. According to them the absolute truth is impersonal. Without personal existence, how can there be activity? The impersonalists take the activities mentioned in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Jiva and other Vedic literatures as fictitious stories, and therefore they interpret them most mischievously. They have no idea of the personality of Godhead. They unnecessarily poke their noses into the scripture and interpret it in a deceptive way in order to mislead the innocent public. The activities of Maavida philosophy are very dangerous to the public, and therefore Lord Catania warned us never to hear from any Maavida about any scripture. They will spoil the entire process, and the person hearing them will never be able to come to the path of devotional service to attain the highest perfection, or will be able to do so only after a very long time. It is clearly stated by Kapila Muni that Bhakti activities, or activities in devotional service, are transcendental to Bhakti. This is called Pankama Sartha. Generally, people engage in the activities of religion, economic development and sense gratification, and ultimately they work with an idea that they are going to become one with the Supreme Lord, Bhakti. But Bhakti is transcendental to all these activities. The Srimad Bhagavatam, therefore, begins by stating that all kinds of pretentious religiosity is completely eradicated from the Bhagavatam. Ritualistic activities for economic development and sense gratification and, after frustration in sense gratification, the desire to become one with the Supreme Lord, are all completely rejected in the Bhagavatam. The Bhagavatam is especially meant for the pure devotees, who always engage in Krishna consciousness, in the activities of the Lord, and always glorify these transcendental activities. Pure devotees worship the transcendental activities of the Lord in Vrindavana, Tveraka, and Mathura, as they are narrated in the Srimad Bhagavatam and other Puranas. The Mayavati philosophers completely reject them as stories, but actually they are great and worshipable subject matters and thus are relishable only for devotees. That is the difference between a Mayavati and a pure devotee. SB 3.25.35. Text 35. Text. Cassianti timi rusirani amba santa prasana kanani rupani diviani vera pretani sakam vacam I am Vedanti. Word for word meanings. Cassianti, si, ti, they, me, my, rusirani, beautiful, amba, oh mother, santa, devotees. Prasanna, smiling, Vactra, face, Aruna, like the morning sun, Lakanani, eyes, Rupani, forms, Divini, transcendental, Varapratani, benevolent, Sakam, with me, Vakam, words, and I am, favorable, Vedanti, they speak. Point. Translation. O oh my mother, my devotees always see the smiling face of my form, with eyes like the rising morning sun day. They like to see my various transcendental forms, which are all benevolent, and they also talk favorably with me. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 35. Beavidus and atheists accept the forms of the deities in the temple of the Lord as idols, but devotees do not worship idols. They directly worship the personality of Godhead in his Arka incarnation. Arka refers to the form which we can worship in our present condition. Actually, in our present state it is not possible to see God in his spiritual form, because our material eyes and senses cannot conceive of a spiritual form. We cannot even see the spiritual form of the individual soul. When a man dies we cannot see how the spiritual form leaves the body. That is the defect of our material senses. In order to be seen by our material senses, the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepts a favorable form which is called Arkavigraha. This Arca Vigraha, sometimes called the Arca Incarnation, is not different from him. Just as the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepts various incarnations, he takes on forms made out of matter, clay, wood, metal and jewels. There are many Sastric injunctions which give instructions for carving forms of the Lord. These forms are not material. If God is all-pervading, then he is also in the material elements. There is no doubt about it. But the atheists think otherwise. Although they preach that everything is God, when they go to the temple and see the form of the Lord, they deny that he is God. According to their own theory, everything is God. Then why is the deity not God? Actually, they have no conception of God. The devotees' vision, however, is different, their vision is smeared with love of God. As soon as they see the Lord in his different forms... The devotees become saturated with love, for they do not find any difference between the Lord and His form in the temple, as do the atheists. The smiling face of the deity in the temple is beheld by the devotees as transcendental and spiritual, and the decoration of the body of the Lord is very much appreciated by the devotees. It is the duty of the spiritual master to teach how to decorate the deity in the temple, how to cleanse the temple and how to worship the deity. There are different procedures and rules and regulations which are followed in temples of this new. and devotees go there and see the deity, the Vigraha, and spiritually enjoy the form, because all of the deities are benevolent. The devotees express their minds before the deity, and in many instances the deity also gives answers. But one must be a very elevated devotee in order to be able to speak with the Supreme Lord. Sometimes the Lord informs the devotee through dreams. These exchanges of feelings between the deity and the devotee are not understandable by atheists, but actually the devotee enjoys them. Kapala Muni is explaining how the devotees see the decorated body and face of the deity, and how they speak with him in devotional service. SB 3.25.36. Text 36. Text Dorsaniya darsenīja veja vori udra vilasa hasek seda vama sate hṛtāt mano hṛtāpranams kābakti ranikātho me di adam anvam prādingt. Word for word meanings: Tēr by those forms darsenīja charming veja veja whose limbs udra exalted vilasa pastimes hasa, smiling ixada glances vama pleasing sate whose delightful words hṛtāt captivated atmana their minds hṛtāt captivated. Pranan, their senses, ka, and, back to devotional service, anikita, unwilling. Me, my, madam, abode, and them, subtle, praying, secures. Translation. Upon seeing the charming forms of the Lord, smiling and attractive, and hearing his very pleasing words, the pure devotee almost loses all other consciousness. His senses are freed from all other engagements, and he becomes absorbed in devotional service. Thus in spite of his unwillingness, he attains liberation without separate endeavor. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 36. There are three divisions of devotees, first class, second class and third class. Even the third class devotees are liberated souls. It is explained in this verse that, although they do not have knowledge, simply by seeing the beautiful decoration of the deity in the temple, the devotee is absorbed in thought of him and loses all other consciousness. Simply by fixing oneself in Krishna consciousness, engaging the senses in the service of the Lord, one is imperceptibly liberated. This is also confirmed in Bhagavad-gita. Simply by discharging and contaminated devotional service, as prescribed in the scriptures, one becomes equal to Brahman. In Bhagavad Gita it is said, Brahmagaya left square bracket BG 14.26 right square bracket This means that the living entity in his original state is Brahman because he is part and parcel of the Supreme Brahman. But simply because of his forgetfulness of his real nature as an eternal servitor of the Lord, he is overwhelmed and captured by Maya. His forgetfulness of his real constitutional position is Maya. Otherwise he is eternally Brahman. When one is trained to become conscious of his position, he understands that he is the servitor of the Lord. Brahman refers to a state of self-realization. Even the third class devotee, who is not advanced in knowledge of the absolute truth but simply offers obeisances with great devotion, thinks of the Lord, sees the Lord in the temple and brings forth flowers and fruits to offer to the deity, becomes imperceptibly liberated. Sranha and Vita, with great devotion the devotees offer worshipful respects and paraphernalia to the deity. The deities of Radha and Krishna, Lakshmi and Narayana, and Rama and Siddha are very attractive to devotees, so much, so that, when they see the statue decorated in the temple of the Lord they become fully absorbed in thought of the Lord. That is the state of liberation. In other words, it is confirmed here with that even a third-class devotee is in the transcendental position, above those who are trying for liberation by speculation or by other methods. Even great impersonalists like Sukadeva Gosvami and the Four Kumaras were attracted by the beauty of the deities in the temple, by the decorations and by the aroma of tulasi offered to the Lord, and they became devotees. Even though they were in the liberated state, instead of remaining impersonalists they were attracted by the beauty of the Lord and became devotees. Here the word vilasa is very important. Vilasa refers to the activities or pastimes of the Lord. It is a prescribed duty in temple worship that not only should one visit the temple to see the deity nicely decorated, but at the same time he should hear the recitation of Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad or some similar literature, which is regularly recited in the temple. It is the system in Vrindavana that in every temple there is recitation of the Sastras, even third-class devotees who have no literary knowledge or no time to read Srimad Bhagavadam or Bhagavad get the opportunity to hear about the pastimes of the Lord. In this way their minds may remain always absorbed in the thought of the Lord, His form, His activities and His transcendental nature. This state of Krishna consciousness is a liberated stage. Lord Caitanya, therefore, recommended five important processes in the discharge of devotional service, One. To chant the holy names of the Lord, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare slash Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, two, to associate with devotees and serve them as far as possible, three, to hear Srimad Bhagavatam, four, to see the decorated temple and the deity and, if possible, five, to live in a place like Vrindavana or Mathura. These five items alone can help a devotee achieve the highest perfectional stage. This is confirmed in Bhagavad Gita and here in the Srimad Bhagavatam that third-class devotees can also imperceptibly achieve liberation is accepted in all Vedic literatures. SB 3.25.37. Text 37. Text. Apho vidhutam mama tamas svayam astanam ina pravratamsrayam bhagavatam asprahanti badram nuvit tesnuvita loke. Word for word meanings. Apho then. Vidhutam opulence, mama of me, of the Lord of Maya, tam that asvariam mystic perfection, astamam consisting of eight parts, and a following, sriam splendor, bagavatam of the kingdom of God, Va, or asprayanti they do not desire, Badram, blissful, purasaya of the supreme Lord, me of me, t those devotees asnovit enjoy to but look, in this life. Translation. Thus, because he is completely absorbed in thought of me, the devotee does not desire even the highest benediction obtainable in the upper planetary systems, including Satyaloka. He does not desire the eight material perfections obtained from mystic yoga, nor does he desire to be elevated to the kingdom of God. Yet even without desiring them, the devotee enjoys, even in this life, all the offered benedictions. Purport. Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse thirty-seven. The vidhuti or opulences offered by Maya are of many varieties. We have experience of different varieties of material enjoyment even on this planet, but if one is able to promote himself to higher planets like Kendraloka, the Sun or, still higher, Maharloka, Janaloka and Tapaloka, or even ultimately the highest planet, which is inhabited by Brahma and is called Satyaloka, there are immense possibilities for material enjoyment. For example, the duration of life on higher planets is far, far greater than on this planet. It is said that on the moon the duration of life is such that our six months are equal to one day. We cannot even imagine the duration of life on the highest planet. It is stated in Bhagavad-Gita that Brahmas 12 hours are inconceivable even to our mathematicians. These are all descriptions of the external energy of the Lord, or Maya. Besides these, there are other opulences which the yogis can achieve by their mystic power. They are also material. A devotee does not aspire for all these material pleasures, although they are available to him simply by wishing. By the grace of the Lord, a devotee can achieve wonderful success simply by willing, but a real devotee does not like that. Lord Caitanya Mahaprabhu has taught that one should not desire material opulence or material reputation, nor should one try to enjoy material beauty, one should simply aspire to be absorbed in the devotional service of the Lord, even if one does not get liberation but has to continue the process of birth and death unlimitedly. Actually, however, to one who engages in Krishna consciousness, liberation is already guaranteed. Devotees enjoy all the benefits of the higher planets and the Vaikuntha planets also. It is especially mentioned here, the Badram. In the Vaikuntha planets everything is eternally peaceful, yet a pure devotee does not even aspire to be promoted there. But still he gets that advantage, he enjoys all the facilities of the material and spiritual worlds, even during the present lifespan. SB 3.25.38. Text 38. Text. Natarhis in Mat Para Santorop Nang no meenam is o Lenhi Hada yesim atom praya etma sudis kasak deva meistam word for word meanings Nat not CARHISIT, ever mat para my devotees Santarope O mother Nang will lose no not ME, my animisa time Lenvi destroys Heda weapon Yesim of whom Atom I praya dear atma self suta son and, Sakha, friend, Gira, preceptor, Sirda, Benefactor, Devam, deity, Istem, chosen. Translation. The Lord continued, My dear mother, devotees who receive such transcendental opulences are never bereft of them, neither weapons nor the change of time can destroy such opulences. Because the devotees accept me as their friend, their relative, their son. Receptor, Benefactor and Supreme Deity, they cannot be deprived of their possessions at any time. PURPORT Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 38. It is stated in Bhagavad-Gita that one may elevate himself to the higher planetary systems, even up to Brahmaloka, by dint of pious activities, but when the effects of such pious activities are finished, one again comes back to this earth to begin a new life of activities thus even though one is promoted to the higher planetary system for enjoyment and a long duration of life still that is not a permanent settlement but as far as the devotees are concerned their assets the achievement of devotional service and the consequent opulence of akantha even on this planet are never destroyed in this verse kapala deva addresses his mother as santarupa indicating that the opulences of devotees are fixed because devotees are eternally fixed in the Vakantha atmosphere, which is called Santarupa, because it is in the mode of pure goodness, undisturbed by the modes of passion and ignorance. Once one is fixed in the devotional service of the Lord, his position of transcendental service cannot be destroyed, and the pleasure and service simply increase unlimitedly. For the devotees engaged in Krishna consciousness, in the Vaikuntha the atmosphere, there is no influence of time. In the material world the influence of time destroys everything, but in the Vakuntha atmosphere there is no influence of time or of the demigods, because there are no demigods in the Vakuntha planets. Here our activities are controlled by different demigods, even if we move our hand and leg, the action is controlled by the demigods. But in the Vakuntha atmosphere there is no influence of the demigods or of time, therefore there is no question of destruction. When the time element is present, there is the certainty of destruction, but when there is no time element, past, present or future, then everything is eternal. Therefore this verse uses the words nanangsianti, indicating that the transcendental opulences will never be destroyed. The reason for freedom from destruction is also described. The devotees accept the Supreme Lord as the most dear personality and reciprocate with Him in different relationships. They accept the Supreme Personality of Godhead as the Dear Most Friend, the Dear Most Relative, the Dear Most Son, the Dear Most Preceptor, the Dear Most Well-Wisher or the Dear Most Deity. The Lord is eternal, therefore any relationship in which we accept Him is also eternal. It is clearly confirmed herein that the relationships cannot be destroyed, and therefore the opulences of those relationships are never destroyed. Every living entity has the propensity to love someone. We can see that if someone has no object of love, he generally directs his love to a pet animal like a cat or a dog. Thus the eternal propensity for love in all living entities is always searching for a place to reside. From this verse we can learn that we can love the supreme personality of Godhead as our dear most object, as a friend, as a son, as a preceptor or as a well-wisher, and there will be no cheating and no end to such love. We shall eternally enjoy the relationship with the Supreme Lord in different aspects. A special feature of this verse is the acceptance of the Supreme Lord as the Supreme Preceptor. Bhagavad Gita was spoken directly by the Supreme Lord, and Arjuna accepted Krishna as Guru, or Spiritual Master. Similarly, we should accept only Krishna as the Supreme Spiritual Master. Krishna, of course, means Krishna and his confidential devotees, Krishna is not alone. When we speak of Krishna, Krishna means Krishna in his name, in his form, in his qualities, in his abode and in his associates. Krishna is never alone, for the devotees of Krishna are not impersonalists. For example, a king is always associated with his secretary, his commander, his servant and so much paraphernalia. As soon as we accept Krishna and his associates as our preceptors, no ill effects can destroy our knowledge. In the material world, the knowledge which we acquire may change because of the influence of time. But nevertheless, the conclusions received from Bhagavad Gita, directly from the speeches of the Supreme Lord Krishna, can never change. There is no use interpreting Bhagavad Gita. It is eternal. Krishna, the Supreme Lord, should be accepted as one's best friend. He will never cheat. He will always give his friendly advice and friendly protection to the devotee. If Krishna is accepted as a son he will never die. Here we have a very loving son or child, but the father and mother, or those who are affectionate towards him, always hope, may my son not die. But Krishna actually never will die. Therefore those who accept Krishna, or the Supreme Lord, as their son will never be bereft of their son. In many instances devotees have accepted the deity as a son. In Bengal there are many such instances, and even after the death of the devotee, the deity performs the Sraddha ceremony for the father. The relationship is never destroyed. People are accustomed to worship different forms of demigods, but in Bhagavad-gita such a mentality is condemned, therefore one should be intelligent enough to worship only the Supreme Personality of Godhead in his different forms such as Lakshmi Narayana, Siddharama and Radhakrishna. Thus one will never be cheated. By worshipping the demigods one may elevate himself to the higher planets, but during the dissolution of the material world, the deity and the abode of the deity will be destroyed. But one who worships the supreme personality of Godhead is promoted to the vacant planets, where there is no influence of time, destruction or annihilation. The conclusion is that the time influence cannot act upon devotees who have accepted the supreme personality of Godhead as everything. SB 32539 SB 3.25.40, SB 32539 40 Texts 39 to 40. Text. In one blockum to favum a adminum a pane a madmenum and you see a yere a pesavel grahe a this rotias arven enims this vetomak from vagenty and an idea retire tippere. Word for word meanings. In this lakum world tatha accordingly eva certainly amum that world atmanum the subtle body upaya in both ainum travelling atmanum the body anu in relationship with ye those who gas also aha in this world ye that which rea wealth passava cattle graha houses this rajaya having given up sarvan all Inyan, other cat, and mam. Me, evam thus, Visvatah The all-pervading lord of the universe, Bajanti, they worship, ananaya unflinching, Baktaya, by devotional service, 10, Them, mrataya, of death, atipare I take to the other side. Translation. Thus the devotee who worships me, the all-pervading lord of the universe, in unflinching devotional service, gives up all aspirations to be promoted to heavenly planets or to become happy in this world with wealth, children cattle, home or anything in relationship with the body. I take him to the other side of birth and death. Purport. Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verses 39-40. to Unflinching devotional service, as described in these two verses, means engaging oneself in full Krishna consciousness, or devotional service, accepting the Supreme Lord as all in all. Since the Supreme Lord is all-inclusive, if anyone worships him with unflinching faith, he has automatically achieved all other opulences and performed all other duties. The Lord promises herein that he takes his devotee to the other side of birth and death. Lord Kaitanya, therefore, recommended that one who aspires to go beyond birth and death should have no material possessions. This means, that one should not try to be happy in this world or to be promoted to the heavenly world, nor should he try for material wealth, children, houses or cattle. How liberation is imperceptibly achieved by a pure devotee and what the symptoms are have been explained. For the conditioned soul there are two statuses of living. One status is in this present life, and the other is our preparation for the next life. If I am in the mode of goodness then I may be preparing for promotion to the higher planets, if I am in the mode of passion then I shall remain here in a society where activity is very prominent, and if I am in the mode of ignorance I may be degraded to animal life or a lower grade of human life. But for a devotee there is no concern for this life or the next life, because in any life he does not desire elevation in material prosperity or a high grade or low grade life. He prays to the Lord, my dear Lord, it does not matter where I am born, but let me be born, even as an ant, in the house of a devotee. A pure devotee does not pray to the Lord for liberation from this material bondage. Actually, the pure devotee never thinks that he is fit for liberation. Considering his past life and his mischievous activities, he thinks that he is fit to be sent to the lowest region of hell. If in this life I am trying to become a devotee, this does not mean that in my many past lives I was 100% pious. That is not possible. A devotee, therefore, is always conscious of his real position. Only by his full surrender to the Lord, by the Lord's grace, are his sufferings made shorter. As stated in Bhagavad Gita, surrender unto me, and I will give you protection from all kinds of sinful reaction. That is his mercy. But this does not mean that one who has surrendered to the lotus feet of the Lord has committed no misdeeds in his past life. A devotee always prays, for my misdeeds, may I be born again and again, but my only prayer is that I may not forget your service. The devotee has that much mental strength, and he prays to the Lord, may I be born again and again, but let me be born in the home of your pure devotee, so that I may again get a chance to develop myself. A pure devotee is not anxious to elevate himself in his next birth. He has already given up that sort of hope. In any life in which one is born, as a householder, or even as an animal, one must have some children, some resources or some possessions, but a devotee is not anxious to possess anything. He is satisfied with whatever is obtainable by God's grace. He is not at all attached to improving his social status or improving the status of education of his children. He is not neglectful, he is dutiful, but he does not spend too much time on the upliftment of temporary household or social life. He fully engages in the service of the Lord, and for other affairs he simply spares as much time as absolutely necessary. Such a pure devotee does not care for what is going to happen in the next life or in this life, he does not care even for family, children or society. He fully engages in the service of the Lord in Krishna consciousness. It is stated in Bhagavad-Gita that without the knowledge of the devotee, the Lord arranges for his devotee to be immediately transferred to his transcendental abode just after leaving his body. After quitting his body he does not go into the womb of another mother. The ordinary common living entity, after death, is transferred to the womb of another mother, according to his karma, or activities, to take another type of body. But as far as the devotee is concerned, he is at once transferred to the spiritual world in the association of the Lord. That is the Lord's special mercy. How it is possible is explained in the following verses. Because he is all-powerful, the Lord can do anything and everything. He can excuse all sinful reactions. He can immediately transfer a person to a Loka. That is the inconceivable power of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is favorably disposed to the pure devotees. SB 3.25.41. Text 41. Text. Nanayatra mad bhagavata sesvarat tivram Nivedit. Word for word meanings. Nat, not, initra, otherwise, met, than myself, bhagavata, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Pranhana Purusa the Lord of both Prakriti and Pirusa, admana, the soul, Sarvabudinam, of all living beings, Bayam, fear, Tivram, terrible, nivardit is forsaken. Translation. The terrible fear of birth and death can never be forsaken by anyone who resorts to any shelter other than myself, for I am the Almighty Lord, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the original source of all creation, and also the Supreme Soul of all souls. Purport. Teachings of Lord Kapila, the son of Devahuti, verse 41. It is indicated herein that the cycle of birth and death cannot be stopped, unless one is a pure devotee of the Supreme Lord. It is said, Harem Vinanamratim Tiranti. One cannot surpass the cycle of birth and death, unless one is favored by the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The same concept is confirmed here with, one may take to the system of understanding the absolute truth by one's own imperfect sensory speculation, or one may try to realize the self by the mystic yoga process but whatever one may do, unless he comes to the point of surrendering to the supreme personality of Godhead, no process can give him liberation. One may ask, if this means, that those who are undergoing so much penance and austerity by strictly following the rules and regulations are endeavoring in vain. The answer is given by Srimad Bhagavatam 10.2.42, ye nigh of the Lord Brahma and other demigods prayed to the Lord, when Prasnad was in the womb of Demaki. My dear lotus-eyed Lord, there are persons who are puffed up with the thought that they have become liberated or one with God or have become God, but in spite of thinking in such a puffed up way, their intelligence is not laudable. They are less intelligent, it is stated that their intelligence, whether high or low, is not even purified. In purified intelligence a living entity cannot think otherwise than to surrender. Bhagavad Gita, therefore, confirms that purified intelligence arises in the person of a very wise man. The Hunam Janmanam Antij Man eight Left Square Bracket B J 7.19 Right Square Bracket After many, many births, one who is actually advanced in intelligence surrenders unto the Supreme Lord. Without the surrendering process, one cannot achieve liberation. The Gita says, those who are simply puffed up, thinking themselves liberated by some non-devotional process, are not polished or clear in intelligence, for they have not yet surrendered unto you. In spite of executing all kinds of austerities and penances or even arriving at the brink of spiritual realization in Brahman realization, they think that they are in the effulgence of Brahman, but actually, because they have no transcendental activities, they fall down to material activities. One should not be satisfied simply with knowing that one is Brahman. He must engage himself in the service of the Supreme Brahman that is Bhakti. The engagement of Brahman should be the service of Para-Brahman. It is said that, unless one becomes Brahman one cannot serve Brahman. The Supreme Brahman is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and the Living Entity is also Brahman. Without realization that he is Brahman, Spirit-Soul, an Eternal Servitor of the Lord, if one simply thinks that he is Brahman, his realization is only theoretical he has to realize and at the same time engage himself in the devotional service of the Lord, then he can exist in the Brahman status. Otherwise he falls down. The Bhagavatam says that, because non-devotees neglect the transcendental loving service of the lotus feet of the Personality of Godhead, their intelligence is not sufficient, and therefore these persons fall down. The living entity must have some activity. If he does not engage in the activity of transcendental service, he must fall down to material activity. As soon as one falls down to material activity, there is no rescue from the cycle of birth and death. It is stated here by Lord Kapila, without my mercy, Nanayatramabhagavatam.